Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey everyone, this is Justin Mason, lead fantasy writer and analyst of Friends of Fantasy Benefits. Com. This is going to be kind of a different episode if you're newer to the feed. So over the weekend, last weekend, I spent two straight days doing live streams to raise money for Mental Health America. And what I've done is I've taken those two nine-hour live streams and I've broken them up into the 45-minute segments that they were uh, recorded as. Because they're live streams... There may be some audio issues at time or references to things that you can't see because they were done in video as well as the audio. If you want to watch the video, you can go to my YouTube, Justin Mason Fantasy, or my Twitch, Justin Mason FWFB, and they should be there in their entirety. During the weekend, we raised over $8,000 for Mental Health America. It was a fantastic time for a fantastic cause. If you'd like to still donate, you can. My PayPal is justinmasonfantasy at gmail.com and my Venmo's at Justin Salinger. So, without further ado, here is this segment of Potapalooza. And uh, we are going to bring in that next crew and uh, some of my favorite people in the industry joining us right now. And uh, what's uh, before I do the introductions, quick breaking news announcement. I don't know if it's breaking news. It's an announcement. We're going to extend Potapalooza a little bit today. We're going to extend it an extra segment at the end. Um, Danielle Salinger, my wife, is going to join us. And uh, I'm going to have some guests come on and try to calm her nerves, keep her calm, get her mind ready to draft tomorrow in TGFBI. If you haven't been listening to the series uh, of podcasts we're doing, uh, coaching her, teaching her how to play the game because she's never played it before, uh, you need to go check that out on the TGFBI feed. It has been a lot of fun. People have really, really enjoyed it. Um, and we're going to do kind of a live episode with Danielle to kind of get her mind right and get her going. So she's right now furiously writing questions down for the guests we're going to have on. Uh, and it looks like we're going to have on Bruce Cagle. We're going to have on Ariel Cohen. We're going to have on Ray, uh, uh, Rudy Gamble and maybe someone else. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but uh, I'm going to let them kind of help 
put her mind at ease because I'm not trying to put her mind at ease. I'm trying to get in her head so that way she doesn't beat me uh, in TGFBI. But let's talk to this amazing panel of analysts. We have Shelly V, my hey. tag team partner. <laughs> How you doing? I'm doing fine, Justin. Um, uh, just, thanks for putting this on, man. I've been enjoying like this entire weekend and all of this money that you're raising is going to a great cause. Bravo, sir. Bravo. You know, I, I, I'm going to take the credit, right? Because I, I like credit. <laughs> I'm not a humble guy. I like, I like people knowing who I am and what I do. But ultimately, the credit goes to all the people in the industry who are supporting this by coming on uh, and donating prizes and then all the people who are watching and donating. Uh, I mean, really, they're the, the ones that are making this so successful. I'm just the guy who had the idea to kind of put it together uh, and then sit here for nine hours a day for two days uh, <laughs> in order for it to run. So uh, I appreciate it, but I really, really it's, it's, it's you all on this panel and all the other panels we've had and the people who are supporting it uh, with their donations, raising so much money for mental health America. But Shelly remind everybody where you can reach on social media and then talk about what you do in the, uh, in the, in the industry. Uh, yeah, you can find me um, on Twitter at Shelly V underscore six, four, three. Um, I am the one of the one of the editors over at the Dynasty Guru. And I also uh, am on the Dynasty's Child podcast um, over there. And then I also write at uh, Picture List. And then joining us as well is Randy Haynes. Randy, welcome to the show. Hey, Justin. Thanks for having me on. Of course. Remind everybody where you can be reached and what you do in the industry. Hey, follow me on Twitter at RandyHaynes22. I write in podcasts for Friends with Fantasy Benefits. Uh, still time to buy the draft guide, which Justin wrote more of it than I did, but I still helped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'm mainly here just because uh, Shelly picks like two picks away from me in TGFBI. So I have a ready to steal, steal any of her thoughts. So. That's, that's the only reason I really showed up. That is for a great cause. But. <laughs> well, see, that's smart. You know, like I said, I'm trying to get in Danielle's head. <laughs> you know, you try to get into Shelly's head. Shelly's a great drafter, who's my tag team partner. Um, and uh, so, yeah, yeah, listen in and, and try to steal some of her uh, thought process and picks for sure. And I'm going to help I can get. <laughs> there you go. Uh, joining us as well is Steve Gardner. Steve, welcome to the show. Hey, Justin. Thank you very much for having me, and uh, congratulations on what has been super successful so far. Yeah, it's been fantastic. Still time to raise more money, too. Uh, Steve, remind everybody uh, where you can reach on social media and then plug everything that you do. Sure. Um, you can fetch me on Twitter. I'm at Steve A. Gardner, and uh, you can read my work in USA Today. And we just published a USA Today fantasy baseball draft preview which is uh, on newsstands now. You can get it in print, hold it in your hand, and uh, use that when you draft. So check that out. Yeah, I know a lot of people are moving to these like um, these ebooks or the PDFs, and we do the PDF to it at Friends Fantasy Benefits, but there's something about having a draft guide in your hand, right? Like I'm not one of those people that can read on an e-reader or something like that. I, I, I lose track of what I'm doing. Like I need the paper copy to do it. So definitely go get that draft guide uh, because Steve does amazing work. He's been in the industry a long time, kicking everybody's butts in tout wars and labor. Um, and so uh, like, dude, you know, you're one of the, one of my favorite people in the industry and one of the best players in the industry. So I'm honored to have you on, sir. Wow. Thank you, Justin. I appreciate that. Also joining us is Tim. Tim, welcome to the show. 
Oh, you might be on mute, Tim. See if I can unmute Tim for him. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, no. What I'm going to do is I'm going to boot you real quick. Oh, there you go. So, there all go. right. I try to figure out where to click. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, see, you had to have me on after Steve Gardner. That's a, that's like a, uh, that's a, that's an impossible act to follow. <laughs> Tim, you are a giant in the industry as well. You, I love you. And I've never had a chance to actually sit down on a podcast or radio or anything like that and talk to you. So tell people uh, where you can reach on social media and plug everything you do. Well, I would definitely dispute the giant thing. Um, unless you're talking about my size. Um, yeah, no, I'm over at uh, Baseball Prospectus, and uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Tim's Tens, T-E-N-Z. Definitely do that. Uh, we have this fantastic panel, and I don't know if we're going to have someone else joining us. We may. We may not. We'll see. But we're going to carry on without them for right now, uh, and we're going to talk about um, our uh, our topic for this one, which is polarizing players. There are a lot of players in fantasy baseball this year that some people are really, really high on. Some people are scared of them or don't want to draft them. And so this is where we're going to kind of dispute whether or not we're in on certain guys this year. Uh, I'll start with you, Tim, on the first guy, uh, Alberto Mondesi. I don't know if there's a more polarizing player. I mean, this guy <laughs> – is a guy that people think can win their leagues or people are like, no, nah, it's just too risky. Where are you at on Alberto Mondesi? I, I'm out. Uh, you know, the problem is that the, the draft costs there, you don't know what you're going to get. I mean, you just don't know if the, if the power is going to play. I mean, you know, you're going to get the speed. The speed is there for sure. Uh, and, and it looks like he's going to provide some decent batting average, but, and in, and in the, uh, you know, in the, um, in the great fantasy baseball uh, invitational, uh, since it's not an OB, OPB league, uh, you're, you're kind of okay there. But in any uh, OBP leagues, you really can't even touch Mondesi. Um, I just, to me, I don't know if the, the power is going to be there at all. And I hate playing for, I, I hate paying for a guy who's only going to really provide you uh, with one counting stat you know, uh, uh, a consistent, you know, consistent production and accounting stat. So that's why I'm kind of out on Mondesi this year. All right, Shelly, are you in on Mondesi? Yeah, no, I am. I am way out on Mondesi. I've been out for a while. And, you know, just like Tim said, it's it's, it's the draft cost. Uh, if I was taking a flyer on a guy that was like a one category guy later in the draft, sure. But if he's going second, third round, no, I, I, I want guys that give me just I know what I'm going to get. I want good production, safe production um, at at, you know, the second or third round. So I am I am out on Mondesi. I mean, you, you got to get on base to seal. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's one of the things he doesn't do well, but somehow he ends up with steals. So, Randy, what, what are you doing here with Mondesi? Yeah, at, at the price right now, you know, mid-second round, uh, I can't do that. I, I think if, it, if he fell into, like, the fourth round, I think I'd take a stab at him, but that's not happening in, obviously, in any NFBC league. Obviously, it's not going to happen, uh, you know, this week with TGFBI. It's just it's the things we do for steals when we're desperate is kind of how this feels. I mean, 
Hey, uh, you know, Craig Blankenship, I was talking to him. He's probably one of the biggest Mondesi guys out there. And he even said, he's like, oh, you know, he could hit, you know, 175 and still see 30 bases. And it's like, well, if he's hitting 175 all season, they're going to find somebody to replace him. Now, the Royals, like, they they don't stink as bad as they have in the past, but they still, you know, they're still trying to make things happen. And, I, and if Mondesi's really hit, you know, hitting 175, hitting 200, not getting on base, striking out all the time, he does the job. They'll find somebody. I mean, there's always somebody else that they want to give a crack to. And, you know, I, I just, you can find, he needs, we need speed, but we can find it elsewhere in terms of this, you know, picking him in the middle of the second round. So I don't think I'll end Mondesi really at all this year. And like Tim said, in an OBP league, I mean, you got to drop him, you know, if I would think you drop him six, $7 in auction value, you know, if you're talking about for an OBP league compared to a batting average league. So I don't think I'll be owning Mondesi really at all this year. Well, there's always one Mondesi truth or, in every group. So my question has to be to Steve, are you that Mondesi truther in this group? I will be, Justin. And if you could get me in Randy and Shelley's league, if we could switch that, then I will take the Mondesi shares that they are pushing away. Because here's the thing. He's a potential league winner. I mean, somebody who has this kind of talent, he's got the ability to steal 50 bases. I think if you put the odds on who's going to lead the major leagues in stolen bases this year, Alberto Mondesi is probably the favorite and a far and away favorite at that. So what does he have to do? Well, as Tim mentioned, you know, there is some power there. He's shown some power. The, the last 24 games during the month of September last year, he hit 356 with a 408 on base and a 667 slugging percentage. Now, sure, that's a small sample, as we all know, but that's the kind of unique talent that you need to win leagues sometimes. And if he's going to put that with 16 steals in 24 games in September, that's huge. And you know, all he has to do, we talk about what happens if he does hit, you know, worst case, he hits 170. What happens if he actually does improve his plate discipline a little bit? You know, the Royals did add Carlos Santana this offseason. They did add Andrew Benatendi, two guys who know what it's like to be able to take a walk and get on base. Maybe some of that rubs off. I'm not saying I'm going to bank on that as a 70% certainty kind of thing, but if some of it does and he ups his on-base percentage a little bit, then what happens? You know, he's never had more than 58 runs in an entire season, runs scored. With this Kansas City offense, which I think is going to be much better this season, He's got a chance to knock that out of the park. We have not seen the peak for Adalberto Mondesi over the course of a full season. If we do, and maybe there's a 25 or 30% chance of that this season, you're looking at a guy who can win you your league. I mean, here's the thing about Mondesi, because you know, I'm going to kind of straddle the fence on this one a little bit. I love the potential of Mondesi. I think, and Steve, you're right. Like he could be a league winner for people, uh, especially if you're getting him in that second round where he's pretty much just been living most of draft season. There's one caveat. You have to get what we at the friends of fantasy benefits uh, site and podcast call a pillow. So it's a guy that cushions that potential batting average floor. Um, And my only real concern about Mondesi is, you know, when you draft him, you're not really drafting a ton of other speed. If something happens to him, he has been injured over the course of the last few seasons. Uh, you're kind of sunk in that stolen base department uh, a little bit because you're banking on him to have a fair amount of speed. So it can't be one of those things where you go, well, I got money. See, I don't need to address speed at all. Rest of the draft. 
uh, or you know, not very much throughout the rest of the draft. You're gonna have to just be on the, a little bit on the cautious side, and make sure you're getting guys. But I do, I love the upside. And if I start with Juan Soto in the first round or Mike Trout in the first round, uh, I'm gonna be thinking about Mondesi. And, and Shelly and I were in that tag team uh, uh, league together. And we took Juan Soto first overall. He almost made it back to her, uh, to us, and I was going to try my darndest to talk her into it. I doubt it would have worked <laughs> because we, we ended up going two pitchers. We never were put in the position because uh, the aforementioned Greg Blankenship and the Siege, uh, they sniped him right before us. But it, it would have been an argument. I'm sure Shelly would have just, like, yeah, <laughs> Shelly would have won. I mean, let's be honest. But um, – I'm not out on Mondesi, but I'm very, very cautious, and I'm definitely going to make sure if you're like me and you play in a lot of leagues, spread that risk. Do not take him in every league because if something happens, and something could happen, we've seen him be injured and we've seen him hit 190 at, uh, at stretches, uh, then that could hurt. So, But I do. I, I do believe in that upside. Hey, uh, Justin, if you don't mind me taking you on a tangent for a sec. Go you, ahead. How do you feel about Miles Straw? I mean, he's he's just, now he's somebody on the complete other end of the spectrum, right? In terms of draft cost, he's pretty cheap. You know, you can get him somewhere in the mid twos now, uh, somewhere going around two fifty. I I don't I don't know off the top of my head. Um, could potentially have the job in Houston. There's talk about him being at the top of the order, but other than the fact that he's fast, he doesn't really do anything else for you. Uh, in in terms of his hitting ability, I don't know, where where are you standing on Straw? I mean, I think Straw is a pretty nice value right now because he's what it's going, currently going at three sixteen oh, in, in online championship leagues in NFBC, and that means he's not being drafted in every online championship league because that is a twelve team league, and I know a lot of people play twelve team leagues, so I like quoting that one. Um, here's the thing: I think they're bringing in Jackie Bradley Jr. So, like, I, Jackie Bradley Jr. hasn't been signed. It makes a lot of sense. They would, it would improve that defense. It would make Miles Straw kind of a, a fourth outfielder and reserve infielder, which I think is better suited for his overall skill set. Um, I know no one was prepped for this, so but I'm going to throw it to you anyway. Steve, what do you think about Miles Straw? I think you're right, Justin, in that uh, the, the Astros would be legitimate, maybe World Series contenders with a Jackie Bradley in center field. Otherwise, he's just going to be out there occupying it, playing some decent defense and and stealing some bases. I mean, I, I'm somebody that was in on Billy Hamilton for, for the longest time. So I will probably yeah. take a chance at Miles Straw at some point during this preseason, as long as he's got a chance at playing time. But uh, I don't see him being a difference maker anywhere else than other uh, other than steals. And he did lose the multi-positional eligibility in most leagues. So that kind of hurts. I mean, he could gain it back. Like I said, he could end up being kind of that utility infielder. It's not like they're, you know, they don't have a lot of guys who have injury issues in the past on that team for give him a chance, even if he does get blocked off by like a Jackie Bradley Jr. But uh, Shelly, do you have any thoughts on Miles Straw? Yeah, I, 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 I'm not really in either just because I do think that they're uh, if Houston is smart, they're going to sign JBJ. Um, I don't know why JBJ is currently without a team, him and Jake Odorizzi, like both of them don't have teams. It boggles my mind because they are two, uh, you know, legit players. Uh, but yeah, I I'm, I'm really not in um, until I, unless I see JBJ signed elsewhere, 
then I'll be maybe a little bit more interested um, in Miles Straw. But I, I got to see J- where JBJ signs. Randy, you got thoughts on Miles Straw? Yeah, I, I think he's worth a shot in the in the bench rounds or maybe your fifth outfielder. Like you know, TGFBI is going to start this week, and if you take him as your fifth outfielder, util, or one of your first couple of bench picks, you know we'll know if they sign JBJ, if they sign anybody else. We'll know by the time that first fab runs happen. You can just cut him. It's not going to hurt you. I do think even if they don't sign JBJ or bring anybody else in, if Houston's you know even remotely good, they're going to be looking throughout the season to replace him. So he might not have a lot of staying power, but if you can bank you know 10 steals from him by Memorial Day before they move on from him, I mean, you, those still count. So I think he's definitely worth a, worth a gamble in the bench rounds um, as opposed to Mondesi and you know, pick 18 or whatever it is he's going at right now. So There you go. All right. <laughs> so there's your answer, Tim. Did you want to chime in at all? No, I'm kind of right where Randy is. You know, I'm, I'm fine with taking him as a bench player. There you um, go. Yeah, I mean, I, I certainly wouldn't count on him as a, a, one of my primary outfielders. But somebody to tuck away on the bench, maybe he gets hot, steals some bases. Tuck and who knows there. if Houston, sorry, and who knows if Houston has, you know, the season from hell and they have a bunch of injuries or something and it's no point to upgrade on him. He might just run wild all season for a, you know, for a 500 team, and they'll just they'll just let him do it. So it could end up turning a turning a pretty big profit. But I think worst case, you'll still get you know double digit steals before they before they end up replacing him. Yeah, and his his ability to play defense at other positions definitely helps him try to eke out some more plate appearances. Like I said, even if he does get blocked, uh, let's talk about the next guy, another guy who another shortstop who has been polarizing. I've been polarized on him personally because I was really high on Bo Bichette coming into draft season was. I took him like I think on the uh, the the fifteen sixteen turn, you know, first second round early on a draft. And the more I've thought about it, the more I've dug in, the more I don't even think he's a second round pick anymore. Um, so, Steve, what are your thoughts on Bo Bichette? Do tell Justin because I I don't see anything not to like. I mean, unless you think that uh, you know the knee injury last year is going to be a problem for him again this year. I think one of the fun things to watch with uh, Bo Bichette and the rest of the Blue Jays is what happens when they're playing in Dunedin and they're hitting in that park with shortened fences and hot weather from the get-go. I mean, this is going to be a team that is is going to be an excellent offensive team. They've made upgrades. They've got George Springer. They've got Bo Bichette. They've got Vlad Jr. I mean, I, I like what Bo Bichette, I think he could be, you know, one of those MVP type candidates. Um, if, if not this year, then then next season. That's that's how much I believe in Bo Bichette. All right, well, Shelly, how much do you believe in Bo Bichette? Um, I, I'm I'm a really big fan. I just don't know if I um, am willing to get him before someone else does. Like if I was maybe mid pack in like the third round, I might do it there. Um, I just I, I, there, shortstop is so deep. I'd rather kind of get some other positions first before tackling shortstop. But I love the talent, Bo. Bo and his flow. I just love it all. I just uh, he's really he's a really immense talent, and he's pr- projected to hit third. Uh, that that's you know chef's kiss. Like that's beautiful. I just I just think that someone uh, maybe like Steve is probably going to get him pri- before I do. But I, I love the dude. 
Tim, I'm just collecting second round picks, Justin. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you, need, yeah, really. you, you need to start trading up into the second round in all your drafts right now. <laughs> exactly. Do you like those guys? Uh, Tim, what are your thoughts on Bo Bichette? Yeah, I'm kind of like where Steve is. What's not to like? Uh, I, I think there's potential there for a 2020, 25, 25 season. Uh, if he puts it all together, he's got the power. He hits the ball hard. Uh, he's got the speed, runs fast. He barrels up the ball well. Uh, I mean, I can really, I can really see him having a big season, and if that that whole lineup comes together uh, with him hitting somewhere up in the top third, uh, it could be a huge season. I mean, you, you could see him, you know, score close to a hundred runs and drive in another eighty, ninety, uh, if not more, uh, in that lineup. So yeah, I'm I'm all in on a Bichette. If I can't, you know, he's sort of if I can't get him. Uh, I'll look at one of the other shortstops, but I'm, he's somebody I'm targeting in the second round. Randy, are you targeting Bichette in the second round? Yeah, I am actually. And if you're drafting just off of projections, you know, obviously Bichette's going to look like a bad pick there. But I, th- I think he's... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, he'll be 23, you know, in a, I think in like a week or two. He'll be 23 before the season starts. And he's just one of those guys that, he's going to keep getting better. You know, we know the pedigree, we know the profile. It's the health has kind of gotten in the way a little bit last year and the year before, uh, you know, you're looking at 20 home runs more or more 20 steals. Everybody mentioned that lineup, you know, the park that they could potentially be playing in all season. And it was going to be a boatload of runs to score. And he's similar to another hitter. We're going to talk about a little later. Sometimes these young guys that had a lot of hype that we could see going in the first round this time next year, or definitely in the next two years, you've got to, You've got to pay up. If you're drafting just off of a projection sheet, you're not going to get those guys. So I think Bichette's one of those guys that I'm willing to pay up for this year in a, you know, early to mid second round price. Even, you know, I'm in a, I'm in a uh, draft and hold right now that's going on. We're in like the 10th or 11th round, but if someone took Bichette pick 13th, I think in the first round, it's a 15 teamer, wow. you know, he went in the first round. So there's people out there that have no problem pushing him way up, way up the draft board and, he got to be willing to pay the price. And I think he's one of those talents that it is worth paying the price and overpaying based off the projections. And I, and I do believe in the talent. Like I think that he is going to be a very, very good fantasy player at some point. I don't know if it's this year. And part of my issue is what Shelly was talking about. It's the depth of the kind of elite tiers of shortstop. Like I don't, I can't rationalize paying a second round pick for Bo Bichette when I can get Xander Bogarts in the third round. And because right now what we're doing is we're paying for the upside on Bichette. And I I don't like doing that. I want to get the upside after not having to pay for it. And I just feel like we're all so excited on Bo Bichette. We see the flow. We see what he can do on the field. I do have a few concerns about the injuries, but not as many. For me, it's more a matter of I want to profit more off of each pick uh, and I don't. I think we're we've cut out a lot of the room for profit on Bo Bichette in 2021. Uh, I, I hope I'm wrong. I do have him in some early drafts, and I love seeing him and what they're doing 
in uh, Toronto and actually, I guess, in Buffalo and uh, Dundedon. Um, if I, I'm sure I pronounced that wrong, but um, what they're doing uh, is going to be a lot of fun to watch, and I'm really excited to watch the Blue Jays this year. But it just I TGFBI is probably not going to be on my team. Main events probably not going to be on my team as well. So, and I'm okay with that. Uh, moving on, we have let's see. Our next guy is. DJ LeMayhew. I mean, DJ LeMayhew is one of those guys who he's just been an absolute monster the last few years. Some people are really starting to cool on him and kind of pushing away. I don't know if it's the dead and ball or not. So, uh, Tim, what are your thoughts on DJ LeMayhew for this season? I'm not sure. I don't understand why people are cooling off on him. I mean, one of the reasons he's been so successful has been the stadium he plays in. Well, he's back, right? Back in Yankee Stadium. Um, now, yeah, I mean, I can see worry a little bit about the ground ball rate. He hits the ball on the ground a lot. Uh, you know, for a guy who shows the kind of power he shows, it's kind of scary uh, how often he hits the ball on the ground. But, you know, he hits the ball hard. He bows, you know, I like to see the bow rate come up a little bit. Uh, but, you know, when he does hit the ball, he hits it hard, makes good contact. I don't see why not. I, I don't understand why people are fading them. Steve, do you see why people are fading DJ LeMay or are you back in? I mean, for a 32-year-old, you can always say, well, I don't know that he's going to be able to repeat that. And, and uh, you know, the, the fly balls are just enough to get out in right field in Yankee Stadium for him. What happens if the ball is deadened and that costs him some of those home runs? I think that's where a lot of the uh, hesitancy to take DJ LeMahieu where he's currently being drafted is coming from. But again, you know, Justin, we were talking about earlier with Mondesi, how you need those pillow guys for your batting average. DJ LeMahieu is one of the very few that you almost certainly can count on to give you that 300 average. And when you combine that with a guy who's eligible at first base, second base and third base, that's a hugely valuable player. And on a Yankees team, that's probably going to score a ton of runs again, I look for the team environment, and Lemayhew's going to be smack dab in the middle of all of that. So I, I, I think there's a lot to like for him, even at his advanced age of 32. <laughs> I, I've, I've gotten to that point now in life where you know I remember when I first started playing fantasy, it was all like the, the advanced age 32 made sense to me, but now it's like someone goes advanced age of 32, and I'm like, oh man. I've passed that milestone a little while ago. So, uh, but I agree with you. Like DJ LeMay, he's the pillow guy, right? Plus triple eligible. That's so valuable, especially we saw it in 2020 with, you know, whole teams missing time from COVID, much less individual players. We have no idea what the injury situation is going to be like with guys going from playing 160 games to 162. I love having those guys with the triple eligibility like LeMay, and the batting average is so safe. So I'm in on LeMahieu. Randy, are you in on LeMahieu? Not at, not at the cost. I, I just, the dead ball, obviously, the potential of the dead ball worries me. I mean, there's a chance that it's, you know, I don't I don't think anyone actually fully believes anything Major League Baseball says, especially when it comes to the baseball. So we have to take that with a, with a grain of salt. But I, I do think playing, in, you know, re-signing with the Yankees was huge for him, uh, fantasy-wise. There's going to be plenty of runs there to score. And even if the ball you know, is dead in this year. He'll still get a few, a few cheap ones to right field. But, you know, if you kind of want the multi-position eligibility guy 
and some batting average and in a lineup that should score a boatload of runs, why not wait three, sometimes even four more rounds for, for Jeff McNeil? I mean, I know McNeil's not not the sexiest name, and he can sometimes be a butcher defensively, but uh, you know, I, I would much rather wait several rounds and, and get McNeil. If I'm drafting in the first round, I want to either get an elite starting pitcher, get steals, get big-time power, and LeMahieu doesn't offer really any of that. It's kind of just... You know, I think that I sometimes I think he, the idea of LeMahieu is like better than actually owning him. You know, a guy that plays everywhere and scores a bunch of runs and gets you batting average. But I just think you can piece that together throughout the season. Shelly, are you in agreement with Randy or are you in agreement with me and Steve? <laughs> uh, I think I'm in agreement with you and Steve. Um, again, it, it, it really just depends on who you're going to take in your first round. Um, if you take, um, a hitter, um, I might go pitcher second round. So then I'm probably not going to get him. But if I get like a, a DeGrom, a, a Bieber, a Cole, so I get a lead starting pitcher and then I get a super safe guy with DJ LeMahieu. Yeah. I, I don't necessarily believe, uh, in the 2020 numbers, but if he's hitting at the top of the lineup for the Yankees, yeah, he might lose some of those home runs that he was getting in 2020, but that that lineup, as long as they stay healthy, and that's a big if they stay healthy, that's, that's a lot of run opportunity. And, you know, just having someone with that triple eligibility is perfect. I, I completely agree. And runs are the most underrated category, at least offensively in fantasy. I think people often forget – about runs in the same way people forget about whip on the pitching side. So I always want to make sure I've got a strong base there because it, you don't find a lot of guys who are hitting leadoff on good lineups late in the draft. There are a couple, but there, there's not very many, and so it can be hard to get them later on. Uh, what we're doing today is we are raising money for Mental Health America, uh, and I really appreciate how much money everybody has donated. We've raised over $7,000 at this point, um, and – we're going to be giving away more prizes as the day goes on. Um, and uh, let's see, we've got what, 30 minutes left. No, we've got 15 minutes left in this segment. So I want to make sure we give away some prizes right now. Shelly, you're going to give uh, away a prize. So why don't you tell everybody about it? Uh, yeah, uh, we're, I'm, we're, I'm going to give away um, over at the Dynasty Guru. We do all of just a boatload of rankings we have rankings for each position we have top two 250 uh prospects top 500 dynasty ranks and then i think top 150 first year player draft rankings as well so we're just giving you all of our uh all of our ranks from the dynasty guru all right and the winner of that is john fish congratulations i will send uh I will connect you and Shelly to get that all figured out. Really appreciate you donating that. We've also got some more prizes to give away. Uh, first, um, Nick Pollock earlier won a Prospects Live sweatshirt. He says he's got enough sweatshirts and he wants it to go to somebody else. Uh, and so the winner of that is going to be Justin Compton. I will connect you with uh, Ralph Lifshifts over at Prospect Live to get that. Uh, congratulations, Justin. An amazing sweatshirt. Um, and then we've got one more uh, thing to give out, and that is the NFB or the NBC Sports Edge Draft Magazine from George Bissell. He had donated that. Uh, George is going to be on a little bit later, but we're going to give away his prize right now. We'll let him talk about it later as well. But um, the winner of that one is going to be 
Eric Samuski. Uh, he was just on a little while ago, so congratulations, Eric. I'm happy you won. You did such a great job. You've been on the panel. You've been rewarded a draft, guys. So uh, thank you. Um, and thank you, everybody, for donating. You can still donate. We still have time to raise more money. I don't think we're catching pitcher list, uh, but we can still uh, raise more money for mental health uh, and Mental Health America. The uh, All the information to donate is down below on that little ticker down there uh but if you're if you're not listening quite at this moment uh just justin fantasy at gmail.com uh, is the paypal and uh ju- at justin salinger is the venmo uh and every thousand dollars we raise i add another spot in tgfbi for next season seven people are already getting in for next year let's try to make it eight you know uh we're not maybe not gonna make that ten thousand dollar mark but we can make an $8,000 mark, I think, for the rest of the day. Uh, so definitely stay tuned and continue to donate uh, and help us raise money for a fantastic organization. All right. We're going to get back to some of our players that we uh, are discussing. Um, more polarizing guys. Max Scherzer, you know, he for a long time was like the top pitcher in fantasy baseball, right? Or at least one of the few. So, And he's a guy who's just consistently put up numbers. Struggled with some stuff last year. Is you know some people are thinking that small sample. Some some people are thinking it's the beginning of the end. This is the last year of that mega deal in Washington. So Steve, tell me, are you buying back in on Max Scherzer as an ace? I um, know that's why I went to you first. Thank you very much. Yeah, I, I I'll tell you, not necessarily. Um, and I know the consistency has been his hallmark, and that's one of the things that if you have. Uh, bought Max Scherzer, have rostered Max Scherzer in the past. That's what you're hanging your hat on. He's 36 now. And the injuries, you know, remember in the World Series, he couldn't make a start because his back was messed up. He came back, he pushed through it and, and did great. But still, those injuries are kind of creeping up. And I think that was part of the reason why he had some issues last year, um, why his ERA was over three for the first time in six seasons. And he's beginning camp with an ankle injury. Um, I think... We've been talking a lot about context and what players are available at the time that we're drafting some of these polarizing players. I think where Max Scherzer is going, you might want to go ahead and pass on him in favor of uh, an Aaron Nola or a Luis Castillo or Clayton Kershaw, even somebody like that. So I think for, for this discussion, I'm more out than I'm in on Max Scherzer, despite my T-shirt. Well, I'm, I'm surprised. Randy, are you out or in? It kind of depends on the day for me, honestly. I mean, I'm worried about I'm worried about the neck injuries, and you know, if you go back to the second half of 2019, the home run rate really started to spike, and it was it was up there again last year. But then you mentioned the last year of the deal, and I could just see him. I mean, he's and he's a psycho in the best way possible. I could just see anything going wrong, him trying to pitch through it. On one hand, that could be good. On the other hand, it could be like he's out there, he's laboring, and he's really not helping us for fantasy, but you know, you see that name Max Scherzer, you can't take him out of your lineup unless he's on the injured list. So I, I actually got my first share just the other, just the other day in a draft and hold that's currently going on, but I was able to get him as my SP two. Um, Zach Gallen was pushed ahead of him. Brandon Woodruff was pushed ahead of him and he, he fell to me in the third round. And I, that might end up being my only share that I get all season. Um, but at least I'll say that I have a share. I guess I'm more fine. Obviously if he has my SP two and now my ACE, but I don't know how many drafts that's actually going to be happening with the state of pitching. And because that name, Max Scherzer, I, 
Yeah, I got my share. I'm probably not going to get another one. And if you ask me tomorrow, I'd probably say, yeah, he's going to be fine. It's Max Scherzer. You know, he'll he'll pitch through it. But and then the next time we're like, nah, that next gonna that next not going to hold up. So I'm 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 turning the line, and that doesn't really help anybody. But I just I could see it going either way. I, I kind of know what Shelly's answer is going to be because we did draft in that tag team uh, draft together, and that two three turn came around where we started with Soto. And we decided we were going to go pitcher, pitcher. And I was like, what about Max Scherzer? She's like, nah. And I was like, what about Max Scherzer? She's like, nah. What about Max Scherzer? <laughs> She's like, nah. And so we took Gallon and Clarity instead. So, Shelly, tell me why you don't like Max Scherzer. I, it was not that I don't like him. The dude is a badass. I, he pitched with, like, a black eye, man. <laughs> He's ridiculous. It's just, it's just the draft cost and the risk. Like I said, how I like to set my drafts up – I like to try to get the safest starting core and then kind of play around with some upside guys later down. Um, and, and and when it comes to Max, I'm just extremely scared of the back and just everything that we're seeing. I don't think that he'll necessarily kill you because, again, this is Max Scherzer. This, this dude is just a, an amazing talent. I just don't feel that I want to take the risk where he's going. I mean, I get it, but I still, still believe. I still believe in Max Scherzer. Tim, are you with me? Do you believe in Max Scherzer in a bounce back? Yeah, I don't. I don't really have any reason not to believe in him. Uh, the injuries worry me a little bit, but you know, um, not not enough that I wouldn't. You know, that I would pass on him. He's not somebody I'm targeting in the second round, second, third round, wherever he's going there. Uh, but I have no problem taking them if I can't get one of my targets there. I mean, I, I, I'm actually I'm, I'm going after guys like Gallon uh, in that slot. But, um, yeah, I have no problem taking Kershaw if I can't get Gallon. You know, Scherzer's one of those guys that, um, man, I, I just don't want to quit. I want to believe because I do like watching a pitch. And maybe that is some bias, but – like I said, dude is nuts when he is on the mound in the best possible way. And but it is his consistency, l- too. I mean, he's just yeah. so consistent year over he, year. He is. He's been like a top five pitcher like almost every year. And like, I just have a hard time believing it's over. And maybe it is. He is older uh, again. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm going to probably go back to the well a few times. I do have him lower in my ranks. So, I mean, I think I've got him as like my number 12 starting pitcher. So, obviously. And he's going as the number 10 starting pitcher off of NFBC in online championship drafts uh, over the last month. So, But I feel like that bakes in like the risk, right? If we knew he was healthy and going to repeat, he'd be going up around DeGrom and Cole, right? So um, I, I think there's, you know, it's a little bit of upside. I understand if you don't want to take any of that kind of risk with your first pitcher, I totally get it because that's typically how I go too. Um, and I haven't gotten a lot of him, but if he drops, and I've seen him drop into the third round in drafts, I mean, I'm, I'm just going to be all over that. All right, we have. Oh, go ahead, Steve. No, I would say I'm I'm right with you. If he falls into the third, love that because okay. he's he's yeah. my favorite pitcher to watch in all of baseball. And there's nothing better than ha- like drafting someone and getting to watch them. I don't draft people so I can watch them, but I like you know. There's some, you know, I love baseball. We all love baseball, right? And part of the part of the fun of the game is I get to draft a team and I get to go watch him play. And he's just one of the funnest pitchers to watch. Uh, we got a little less than five minutes left. 
Uh, so we're not obviously going to get through all the players we had on the docket for today. But I want to make sure you you all have a chance to uh, promote your work, remind people where you can reach on social media, uh, and I don't want to run out of time on that. So, uh, Shelly, remind everybody where you can be reached on social media and then plug everything you do. Oh, uh, yeah. You can check me out on Twitter at uh, ShellyV underscore 643. You can hear me um, over um, at the Dynasty Guru um, on the Dynasty <laughs> Those are my Frenchies, by the way. Uh, my husband is now home, just so you know. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I podcast over at the Dynasty Guru for the Dynasty's Child. I write over there as well, and I also write at PitcherList. And uh, Randy, where can you reach, and what do you do? Yeah, you can uh, follow me on Twitter at RandyHaines22, uh, writing and podcasting for uh, Friends with Fantasy Benefits and Drafting a lot. I'm really excited for TGFBI to start tomorrow. I've already done I, in the middle. I guess my third uh, NFBC 50, and I'm I'm ready. You know, I, after last year, I think we all kind of we all kind of need a full a full season, whatever this is you know going to resemble. And Justin, you know, big shout out to you for putting all this together. It really is great, man. You know, everything that you do and all the money you've raised today. And thanks to everybody who's donated. It's awesome. I appreciate it. Steve, remind everybody where you can be reached and what you're working on. Sure. And I'll apologize for my cat sleeping back there, making all that noise. Um, <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Steve A. Gardner. Look for USA Today's uh, fantasy baseball uh, special issue that's on newsstands now. Got the results of the mixed labor draft, which uh, Justin was part of. So you can check out how our teams look. And um, also online at fantasy.usatoday.com. And we've got labor coming up next weekend. So look forward to that too. Hey, I really like the team that you put together. I really like the team that I put together. But usually when I like my own team, that means I'm finishing like eighth. So <laughs> to me too. Hey, hold on. Hold, hold on, Justin. You <laughs> like our tag team. I you like our tag team. You, you were the brains of that operation. I'm already spending that money that we're, we're going to make <laughs> on that tag team. <laughs> Tim, remind everybody where you can reach on social media and then plug everything you do. All right. Uh, I, you can find me on Twitter uh, at Tim's Tens, T-I-M-S-T-E-N-Z. Uh, and I'm a staff writer over at Baseball Prospectus. Uh, so, you know, uh, I do the closer report during the season. Uh, and my regular column is Skill Drills. Um, and that's basically what I do for them. All right. We've got a little under two minutes to go before I bring in the next crew. We're going to do a speed round. I'm going to throw out a player. You're going to tell me just buy or sell, okay? Shelly, Corbin Burns, you buying or selling? Sell. All right. Tim, you buying or selling Corbin Burns? I'm buying as long as I can get him late. Are you buying or selling Corbin Burns? I'm buying. Took him in the fifth round of FSGA. There you go. That's why I love to get him. Randy, are you buying or selling? I'm buying. Yeah, I'm buying as well. Uh, Let's see. The next guy was Kyle Tucker. Steve, are you buying or selling? Oh, all in. Love Kyle Tucker. Randy, are you buying or selling Kyle Tucker? Yeah, bye. We talked about Bichette. I would actually take Tucker over Bichette straight up, so big bye. There you go. Shelly, are you buying Kyle Tucker? Yep, totally buying. Tim, you buying Kyle Tucker? I'm in. I'm in, I'm in as well. I think there is like 40, 25 upside there. Um, uh, Shelly, I know the answer, but not everybody knows the answer. Are you buying or selling Kenta Maeda? 
Sadly, I'm selling Kenta Maeda. Tim, are you buying or selling Kenta Maeda? Um, yeah, I'm selling too. I'm I'm not sold. Sorry, Steve, you buying or selling Kenta Maeda? Very low Babbitt, but I'm loving it because he's got Buxton and Andrelton Simmons behind him. I'm buying. Randy, buying or selling Kenta Maeda? I, I'm gonna buy, but it's a it's a tepid buy. Like not all the way. I'm buying Kenta Maeda as well. I'm with Steve. I got to let you all go and bring in the next crew. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm going to unceremoniously kick you out and bring in the next crew like I have been doing last uh, two days. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it all. First place in my league. Got a on the way. And a pick up on my sleeve. They call my team insane. You better bring your red game and start playing Cause every single week another win for me Yo commissioner, you can just pay me now City win first place, then take a bow Finish on top, I'ma set the standard Don't believe me, you can check the standings When I draft, I'll make smart selections Got more sleepers than a narcoleptic Meet your match, kid, my lineup's nasty It's far-fetched thinking you might catch me No surprise, I'm taking home the prize Only time I rest is a playoff buy Make amazing finds off the waiver wire All day and night, better stay retired See me in first, all proud and cozy Bro, please, I can't even count my trophies Bragging, even when my bats are slumping I'm a pack of Punch that track of junkie. Only one they don't wanna play. First place in my league. Got a blockbuster on the way. And a pick up on my sleeve. They call my team insane. Say I'm the one to beat. So you better bring me.